0: All the summer gear is on the shelves now. I've got a bunch of new polos, new t-shirts, new tanks, new hats for the beach. Anything you want, Alumni Hall has it, guys. Trust me on that. So if you're looking for some George gear, make sure to stop in today inside the Epps Bridge Shopping Center or online at alumnihall.com. All right, guys. I'm your host, Tyler. You know this. Curtis is still out on vacation this week, so you guys are rolling with me today. I got a fun show for you today, guys. I had a lot of fun doing this. It was a lot of work, but it was a lot of fun. I really got into it. Well, what might you ask was I working on? Well, I want to take you guys back to just about this time last week when the SEC officially announced that the conference was going to stick with a temporary eight game schedule for the 2024 season an eight game conference schedule without divisions but still an eight-game league schedule. And as soon as that announcement was made, people started speculating. There's a lot of speculation about who is going to play who. How will all the schedule shake out? So today, after spending the last five or six days working on this, I am going to try my hand at predicting Georgia's 2024 college football schedule. I'm going to give it my best shot. No promises, no guarantees that it's going to work out how I'm going to predict it will today. I will almost certainly miss more than one or two of these games, but it won't be for a lack of trying. And what I have seen over the past couple of days, I've seen some different people, some different talking heads out there throw out their predictions as to who is going to play who, like which teams are going to be matched up with the other teams. But what I have not seen is someone go to the trouble of Of throwing a week-by-week prediction out there for any team, really. Well, that is exactly what I am going to try my very best to do for you guys today. And I really want everyone out there to know that I labored over this, okay? And this is not to pat myself on the back. I just want you to know that I took this very seriously, and I'm really trying to give you as accurate a prediction as I possibly can. This is not just me throwing some random teams here and there. That's not what is happening. This is not me just throwing something together real quick, willy-nilly. No, I painstakingly put together a schedule, not just for Georgia guys. I put together a schedule for all 16 teams in the league, week by week. And it's not that I care what every other SEC team's schedule is going to be next year. That is not why I went to these lengths. I went through all 16 teams because I felt that was the only way to really try to predict Georgia's week-by-week schedule with any sort of accuracy. I mean, sure, yeah, I could have just relied on like what the schedule usually looks like and when do we usually play certain teams. And after I did that, kind of just throw some random teams into the missing slots and just call it a day. But I didn't really feel like there was much value in doing that. So I went, I went the extra mile, the extra couple miles to try my very best to give you guys as close to an accurate prediction of what our schedule will look like in 2024 as I possibly could. I'm sure I'll be way off. Like, I mean, almost inevitable that I'm going to be way off. But still, I'm one of those people, like, if you're going to do something, I feel like you got to do it right. So if I was going to do this, I wanted to try to do it right and try to be as accurate as I possibly could. We'll find out next week. So the, the official schedule for all teams... Is going to be released next Wednesday night, June 14th, in prime time on the SEC network. So, so the SEC's get a TV show out of all of this. So they'll they'll make a little cash off of it, I guess. But we'll find out. We'll find out in about a week. But if you're like me, a week seems like a very, very long time when you're looking as forward to something as I am looking forward to. What our schedule is going to look like in 2024. So I went ahead, gave it my best shot. I thought you guys might be interested in what I was able to put together. So I'm going to share that with you here on the podcast today. But before I get into the actual schedule and going through it week by week, I do want to kind of take you guys inside my process here. Again, a lot went into this. This was not just something I put together in 10, 15 minutes. We're talking several days of work on this and not just like 20 minutes a day. We're talking hours each day. I mean, guys, I I sat down and spent three hours on it just today to try to put the finishing touches on it. And when I was going through this, I was operating off of a certain set of assumptions regarding how the SEC is going to go about putting these schedules together. The primary assumption that I was working off of, first and foremost, was that all primary and secondary rivalries will be honored. Greg Senke made that very clear in the statement that he released last week when the eight-game schedule was officially announced. Those games are going to be honored. Certainly the primary rivalries like Georgia-Florida, that's going to be honored. Auburn-Alabama, that game will be honored. But I also think the important secondary rivalries, talking about like Auburn-Georgia, Tennessee-Alabama, those games will be honored as well. Now, I will admit, not all secondary rivalries are made equally. For example, I think... Auburn, Georgia, and Tennessee, Alabama are probably the two biggest secondary rivalries in the league. They're certainly not on the same level as, I don't know, let's say Florida, LSU. But I do think the SEC is going to make a point to protect the primary and the secondary rivalries as much as they possibly can. The second assumption I was operating off of is that the SEC is is going to honor the 12-year rotation that they set all the way back in 2014 as much as possible. And you guys know what I'm talking about, right? So back in 2014, the SEC released a 12-year non-divisional rotation schedule showing you when you would play each team that's not in your division all the way through 2026. You play them once at home and once on the road. Well, it's 2023 right now. Next year will be 2024. That's how time works. Which means that there will have been two years left on that original twelve-year rotation plan that we hadn't gotten through. And the reason I think that will be honored is because number one, some teams that made trips to another school want that return trip, so it's kind of just a fairness thing. Which Greg Sankey did in his statement last week, mentioned directly as one of the things that they would certainly be taking into consideration. But I also think it's just a, a fan thing. Like one of the issues I have with only going with an 8 game schedule and not a 9 game schedule I don't think it really provides as much for the fans like in, in terms of like providing better games well one thing you can do for the fans when you're scheduling is make sure that they have the chance to see a team come play in their stadium that they don't really ever get much of a chance to see and let me give you an example here so Florida has not played at Auburn since 2011. And guys, that used to be an annual rivalry that they played every year for a long time. It was one of the better rivalries in the SEC. And then they kind of messed that up when they made LSU Florida's permanent cross-division rival. But Florida has not played at Auburn since 2011. And if you look at the 12-year rotation, when was Florida supposed to play at Auburn with that 12-year rotation? Oh yeah, 2024. So it just makes sense to me that the SEC is going to do everything they possibly can to honor the last two years of those rotations so that fans actually get to see some of these teams that never never come play in their stadiums. At least I would like to believe that's the case. So I'm going to operate off of that assumption. The next assumption I'm operating off of is that efforts are going to be made to match up teams that have not played each other At one or the other's home stadium since very early in the 12 year rotation. So, let me give you an example for this one. LSU has not played at Kentucky since the very first year of that 12 year rotation back in 2014. So, it just stands to reason for me since it's been almost a decade, will be essentially a decade by the time that the game is played in 2024. That LSU has played at Kentucky, it kind of just makes sense that the Tigers would travel to Lexington to play in 2024. Again, trying to give fans a chance to see teams they don't normally get to see come through their towns. Because that was one of the stated purposes behind the idea of a nine-game schedule, right? Greg Sankey himself was saying, look, we want all of these teams to play each other on a much more regular basis. We don't want teams to go 12 years between opportunities to host one of the other teams in the same conference. And That's why both the nine-game and the eight-game conference schedule proposals both would have provided for each team playing every other team in the conference home and home in a four-year span. So I did use that assumption to guide me through this process as well. And then, of course, fairness and balance was another major consideration in my process, another assumption that I was operating off of here. The idea that the SEC is going to try to put together schedules as fairly and balanced as they possibly can i think they will weigh that very very heavily the reason i think that is because again greg sankey himself said that directly in his statement last week he said we want to quote make competitive disparity and strength the schedule more narrow which is a very fancy way of saying we're going to try to balance out and even out the schedules now that's certainly easier said than done so how do you go about doing that Well, let's go directly to Greg Sankey's words once again. In that statement, he said, quote, retrospective analyses of win-loss records. That is the phrase that he used. And they've done these guys. They've had these done for a while, these analyses, as they were discussing and debating what schedule format to go to. And what they've typically leaned on more heavily through this process is a 10-year win total metric. They've basically just simply added up all the wins that each of the 16 teams that will be in the conference next year have had over the last 10 years, and they've ranked the teams accordingly. And you might not be surprised to find out that the top two teams on that 10-year win metric are Alabama and Georgia. Alabama coming in number one with 126 wins over the last... Ten years. Georgia coming in number two with 109 wins over the last ten years. Oklahoma coming in number three, even though they're not in the conference yet, but they will be when this all starts. They've had 103 wins over the last ten years. LSU number four with 90 wins. Auburn number five with 79. Um, A&M number six with 78. Florida number seven with 75. So on and so forth. So when I was trying to put together these schedules myself, that ten-year win metric was very much a consideration for me to kind of help me balance out these schedules as much as I possibly could. And then finally, the last assumption I was working off of here related to when these games were actually going to be played, I'm assuming, as far as when they're going to be slotted on the schedule, that traditional slots are going to be honored as much as possible. So for example, Georgia-Florida, I imagine, I'm assuming, is going to be played the last Saturday of, of October, I'm assuming that Tennessee, Alabama will be played on the third Saturday of October. I'm assuming the Iron Bowl will be played Thanksgiving weekend. So there are certain games like that that you can pretty easily surmise are going to be played certain weeks. Texas, Oklahoma is another one. They have a contract, right, with the Texas State Fair. They have a contract with that Cotton Bowl Stadium to play that game the first Saturday of October. I think it's October 4th. 5th next year I think I think is when it fell. yeah it's October 5th next year now again you're not going to be, be able to honor every team's traditional schedule like when they play this team versus when they play that team on, a, on an annual basis you can't do that for every team there's just so many moving parts but I think the bigger games they will try everything they possibly can to honor when those games are traditionally played so as you guys can see here I think you get the idea there's a lot that went into this there's a lot of moving parts I've tried to predict Georgia's schedule many times in the past, but I've never sat down and done it for every team in the conference, and I got to tell you, man, it ain't easy. I have a lot of respect for these people who put together these schedules. Now, obviously, it's more than just one person sitting in the SEC office doing this. There's a lot of people involved, and they're all helping each other, so it's easier for them when they're all involved. For one one dude like me, little old me sitting here trying to do this all on my own, um, yeah, it, it was difficult. But again, I gave my best shot in the name of trying to give you guys the most accurate prediction of Georgia's 2024 schedule as I possibly could. And as soon as we get back from our first break today, I will begin to reveal my prediction of Georgia's 2024 football schedule. All right, guys, you have waited long enough. You've been patient. So let's go ahead. Without any further ado, let's dive into this schedule prediction. Let's start at the top, work our way down. The first game of the year, very easy because it's a non-conference game. There's a, there's a contract already signed for this game. We're going to play it. So on August 31st, we will be playing the Clemson Tigers at Mercedes-Benz Stadium to open the season. That's a hell of a way to kick off the season. That one's going to be a lot of fun. The very next week, we have another non-conference game that's been previously scheduled. On September 7th, we will be hosting Tennessee Tech. Yay, cool. So excited about that one. Then on the September 14th, week three, we have the very first game that I have predicted that we're going to play in 2024, and that game is going to be at South Carolina. And I included South Carolina on this predicted schedule for a couple reasons. Number one, it's a rivalry of sorts. It's not so much a rivalry for us, but it is for South Carolina, guys. Like, Obviously Clemson is South Carolina's number one rival. That's their in-state rival. But in terms of SEC teams, South Carolina very much views Georgia as their number one conference rival. It's a border rivalry. The schools are about three hours apart, very close in proximity. We recruit the same territory. So for that reason, I really do think this game is going to be played. I have it early in the season, because that's traditionally when we play South Carolina. We usually play within the first three to four weeks of the season. And another one of the assumptions that I was operating off of, I guess I should have mentioned this earlier, but another one of the assumptions I was operating off of is that the SEC is not going to have any team out there in the league play back-to-back years at another school. So Carolina is coming here to Athens this season, which means that we would return the trip next year. I don't think they're going to have South Carolina come to Athens two years in a row. And yes, I can hear some of you naysayers out there. Yes, I am very well aware the SEC years back had us go to Auburn two years in a row. That was a bunch of BS then, and it's still a bunch of BS. And in doing that, the SEC very unwittingly created a schedule imbalance for Auburn, which they had to rectify a couple years back by moving the Auburn-George game from its traditional time slot in, in November up to early October. So for fairness sake, and also just for the sake of not screwing up schedules, I think the SEC is going to do everything they possibly can to avoid having a team play at the same school two years in a row. So I think we'll play at South Carolina week three. Then following that game against the Gamecocks, I have us with our first bye of the season on September 21st. Now, you might be asking, wait, wait, first bye? Yeah, guys, it's one of these years where we're going to have two byes. How do I know that? Because you just have to look at the calendar. Every couple years, the calendar falls this way. But there are 14 weeks in the college football season. We open with Clemson on August 31st, and we are scheduled to close the season with Georgia Tech on November 30th. So put that together from August 31st to November 30th. That is 14 weeks. We only have 12 games. I, you guys know I suck at math, but I can do this. 14 minus 12 is two. We're going to have two bye weeks. And another assumption I was operating off of with these bye weeks is that the SEC is going to try their best to spread out these bye weeks for teams as much as possible. Because, like, you don't want to have a bye week, then play one game have another bye week, like, right after that, have two bye weeks within a three-week span. That's not ideal. You want the teams to be able to rest at different points this season. It's not always that easy, and you can't always do that. But I'm assuming the SEC will try their best to spread these bye weeks out for teams as much as they possibly can. So I know that we're going to have a bye week before the Florida game, because we've had that bye week forever now, right? Which means mean our second bye week would be October 19th, because we're scheduled to play Florida on October 26th. So if we have our first bye week on September 21st, that gives us three weeks between bye weeks. So we have bye week, and then game, 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 bye week. And that's pretty much how it was set up for us when we had two bye weeks the last time. It was a couple years back. But yeah, first bye week, is going to be on September 21st. At least that's what I'm predicting. Then following the bye week, I am predicting that we will be hosting the Auburn Tigers on September 28th. And this is a prediction I feel really good about, guys. I feel really good about the South Carolina prediction. I feel really good about this Auburn prediction as well. I know that we're going to play Auburn, and I know that we're going to play Auburn in Athens. The only thing that I don't really know is when we will play Auburn. We used to play Auburn, in November, as I was saying. Now we've moved it up to late September, early October. I think it's what, September 30th this year that we traveled to Auburn off the top of my head. So it's sometime right around there. So if the SEC follows that, which they might not, I don't know. Because like us playing Auburn in late September, early October, that's a very new thing that's only been in place a couple of years. So they might not put as much emphasis on that. But since that's where the game has fallen the past couple years and that's the the move the SEC made a few years back, I'm going to assume they're going to stick with that. And I'm going to say that Georgia will play Auburn week five, September 28th in Athens. Now this next game, this is where things start to get interesting, okay? Just bear with me on this one. I'm going to lay out exactly why, number one, I have us playing this team and number two, why I have us playing this team at home. So, on October 5th, I have the LSU Tigers coming to Athens, Georgia for the first time since 2013. That's why, guys. That's why I have LSU coming to Athens. We have not played them at home in over... It will have been over a decade by the time we get to 2024. I did strongly consider Alabama in this slot. It kind of just makes sense, right? Right? The number one team, the number two team in this 10-year win metric it just makes sense to have these two teams play. And we also haven't hosted Alabama since 2015. Remember that rain game? God, that was a nightmare. What a terrible game. But that's the last time we hosted Alabama. But that was more recently than we've hosted LSU. Guys, 2013, Aaron Murray was our quarterback the last time that LSU played inside Sanford Stadium. This gives the SEC a perfect opportunity to, to rectify that, and here's the reason why I actually feel really confident that we're going to play LSU. I really do, guys. I have a I have a pretty high degree of confidence that we are going to play LSU again. I don't know if it's going to be October 5th. That's where, I, like, when all with all these games, guys, that's where I'm least confident. Is like, when are we actually going to play these teams? But I feel pretty good about most of the teams that we're going to play. And as I run through the schedule here, and I, I feel pretty strongly that we're going to be playing LSU because go back to the 12 game non divisional rotation the very last team on that rotation for us that we were set to play at home in 2025 was LSU. And again, one of the assumptions that I am operating off of is that the SEC is going to honor the last two years of those rotations, the 2024 and 2025 years, and who each team is supposed to play in those seasons. So that's why LSU is on the schedule, and that's why I feel really confident with that prediction. All right, moving along here. Next up, On October 12th, I have your Georgia Bulldogs traveling to Norman, Oklahoma to take on the Oklahoma Sooners. And this is a lot like LSU, guys. I have a lot of confidence that we are, number one, going to play Oklahoma, and number two, we will be playing at Oklahoma. Why do I have a lot of confidence in both those predictions? Well, it's pretty easy, guys. This is a makeup game. Don't forget, we were supposed to play at Oklahoma this year. Also, Don't forget, it was the SEC that mandated we cancel that game, which really screwed with both teams' schedules. It was very short notice, and we had really very few options, basically no options, to go out and fill in that slot. That's why we got stuck with Ball State, guys. I mean, what a freaking joke. Our home schedule is an absolute embarrassment at least the first couple weeks of the season. I mean, in general, whether it's home or away, the first couple weeks of the season for us, it's an embarrassment of a schedule. I reg- I agree with all those people out there, all the critics slamming our schedule. It sucks. But you know what? It's not really our fault. We tried to schedule at Oklahoma. SEC came in and made us cancel that. It's going to hurt our strength of schedule. That's why I think we really do need to go undefeated this season, guys, is if we don't go undefeated in the regular season... Man, our strength of schedule is not going to be there. We just don't have those kind of teams on our schedule. Yeah, at Tennessee, I think Ole Miss is going to be better than people think, but we get them at home. Those are really the two games. I mean, who else on our schedule is going to be really good this year? I don't know, man. Like maybe Kentucky going to be pretty good, but – Florida's not going to be any good, guys. Florida's going to be lucky to get to five wins. Not even joking about that, guys. They're going to be lucky to get to five wins. I don't see any way Florida gets to six wins. South Carolina, I think, is getting a little overhyped. I don't think they're going to be that good. We know Georgia Tech's not going to be any good. I think Missouri is going to be improved, but they're going to be an eight-ish win team at best, and they come to Athens, so our strength of schedule is not there. That game at Oklahoma is going to be a real boost to our schedule. So. I think on a couple of fronts here, I think the SEC wants to make it up to Oklahoma because they were supposed to have us host us this year. That was slated to be their biggest home game of the season. Their their AD said as much, and now they had to replace it with another lackluster team just like we did. So it's kind of making it up to Oklahoma, and I think it's kind of a make-up to Georgia in terms of what it did to our street the schedule this year. Now, you might on one hand also say, well, like, is that really making it up for us? Like, you want us to play a a really tough team on the road. Like, is that really making it up for us? Like we're good. We don't need to do that. I guess you can look at it that way, but I think it would be really good for both fan bases. Both teams are looking forward to this game this year. Obviously got canceled. Very disappointing. So I think the SEC is going to try to make that right and have us play at Oklahoma. Now, again, just like LSU, I'm not as confident in terms of when the game is going to be played. But again, guys, I'm going to go back to what I did here is I set out 12 weeks of games for every single team in the conference. And there were a lot of moving parts here. And when you look at Georgia's schedule, Oklahoma's schedule, all the teams we're playing, this is where that game made the most sense when I laid everything out. And if you guys want me to, I'll, I'll release the spreadsheet. I'll put it out on social media or something. I'll show you the spreadsheet that I have with all these team schedules. I mean, it's um, it's pretty intense. It's a lot. And it just this is just where that game made the most sense. Now, I will say Oklahoma's schedule, their schedule... The Texas schedule and the Oklahoma schedule were by far the toughest for me to put together because they don't really have traditional SEC rivals. I guess you could say maybe Texas and Texas A&M. Sure, I guess. But outside of that, there's very little to work off of. There wasn't much of a frame of reference. Like, you know, with Georgia, we know... Okay, Georgia usually plays South Carolina week three, right? Like, we know Georgia plays Florida the last weekend of, of October every, every year, right? We know that Alabama and Tennessee play the third Saturday of every October. Like, we know these things with... Texas and Oklahoma, like you don't really know. And, and they didn't play these SEC teams. I guess Texas played o- Alabama in 2023 and 2022. But outside of that, Oklahoma and Texas have not played in the SEC teams. So you can't just sit here and, and save, like I was able to for other teams, say, well, okay, well, well last year Texas played at Mississippi State. That means they're going to play Mississippi State at home this year. You just can't say that. So they were very difficult. And I feel like Oklahoma is the schedule that I got the most wrong because I have each of their, let's see, one, two, three, four, five, six. Each of their first six games I have at home. And that's just, that's not going to happen. I recognize that. I own that. And that one, I just, I just couldn't move it around. I tried to move it around and throw it in a, a, a rogue game in those first six games as much as I could, but I just kept messing with the other team's schedule. And Oklahoma was tough because they, they only have right now, Oklahoma only has two non-conference games scheduled for 2024. Well, if we're only playing eight conference games, and they only have two non-conference games scheduled, that means they have to schedule two more before next year. They got a year to schedule two more games. And the reason they only had two scheduled is because they were playing in the Big 12, which had a nine-game conference schedule. And Texas pretty much has the same issue. But Texas does have three non-con games scheduled. They only have to schedule one more, but their non-con slate is not full right now. Oklahoma is certainly not full. they got two games that they have to schedule, and that really made this tough for me. It really threw me off when it came to Oklahoma. Like, When do those non-con games fit in? Like, they're going to get scheduled at some point. I just don't know where they're going to be. And I'd also say, hey, SEC, how can you schedule Oklahoma right now when— you don't know who those non-conference teams are going to be. Like maybe Oklahoma is working on that right now and they have to give the SEC that information and it'll be announced next week. Maybe, possibly, I don't know. But I think it kind of has to, right? Like how can you make their conference schedule without knowing when their non-conference games are going to be played? Because if you do and you only leave them with two slots on their schedule to fill in with non-conference games, they can't guarantee they can find a team to fit those slots. That's going to be very, very difficult. So Oklahoma gave me the hardest time. So I'm not super confident as to when we're going to play Oklahoma, but I am confident that we're going to play Oklahoma, and I am confident that we're going to play in Norman. And then that takes us up to our second bye week of the season on October 19th. And we're going to pause right here, guys. We're going to take one more quick break. And when we get back, I will reveal the remainder of my predictions. All right, guys, we're back, and we've got six more games to roll through. Let's start with Florida on October 26th. I don't want to spend any time talking about this because I know that we're going to play Florida, and I know we are going to play them in Jacksonville on October 26th because we have signed a contract that says so. I do think it also bears mentioning, I should have mentioned this at the outset, my bad, the Florida game in Jacksonville next year will count as a home game for us. That's why we will only have three SEC home games In even number years, we are the home team in Jacksonville. In odd number years, we are the road team. That's why last year in 2022, we only had three SEC home games. That's why this year, 2023, in odd number year, we have four SEC home games. But yeah, regardless, we are playing Florida in Jacksonville on October 26th. Done. Then on November 2nd, I have Georgia traveling to Lexington to take on the Kentucky Wildcats. This is one I'm not as super confident in, but here is how I'm going to defend this prediction. Number one, you got to look at competitive balance, right? Well, if you look at that 10-year win total metric, I already have Georgia playing the team with the third most wins, team with the fourth most wins, and team with the fifth most wins in the last 10 years. The only team outside of the top 10 in, the, in that win total metric is that we currently have on our schedule, based on my predictions, is South Carolina. They came in at number 14. Kentucky comes at number 13. This is a game, number one, where I think it kind of helps us balance out the schedule. And number two, Kentucky is a team that we have played every year for a while now. And if you go back to the proposal for a nine-game conference schedule, and the teams that were leaked out as our permanent rivals, Kentucky was one of those three. And look, guys, I know that's kind of somewhat flimsy reasoning and that's why I'm not very confident in this prediction I will tell you that straight up up front here but based on those leaked reports that Kentucky was going to be one of our three permanent rivals and also just trying to balance out the competitive aspect of the schedule I have Georgia traveling to Kentucky on November 2nd and the reason I have us traveling to Kentucky and not hosting them is because we host the Wildcats in Athens this season. The SEC is not going to require Kentucky to come play in Athens against one of the best teams in the country two years in a row. That just ain't happening. And then rolling along here, this next game is probably the game I'm most confident in predicting that we will play outside of Florida and Auburn. Like We're going to play Florida. We're going to play Auburn. I know this. It's just a matter of when we play Auburn. I think it's going to be September 28th. We'll see, but we're going to play all but we're going to play Florida. And then the next team that I am most confident in that we will actually play and that we will play at their stadium is Texas A&M. We're going to play Texas A&M, guys. We have still never played in College Station since A&M joined the SEC back in 2012. And on top of that, go back to the 12-year non-divisional rotation. That the SEC set back in 2014. Who were we supposed to play in 2024? We were supposed to play AM. Where were we supposed to play them? Oh, yeah, in College Station. I'm assuming the SEC is going to honor that 12 year rotation. We have never played at AM since they've joined the league. Going on 12 years now, guys. 12 freaking years. If we don't play them next year, it'll be 13 years that we haven't played them in College Station. We Only played them once since they joined the league in 2012. That was here uh, at home in 2019. We're going to play at Texas A&M. It's just a matter of when are we going to play at Texas A&M. And I am predicting the win will be on November 9th. The date of this game, I will admit to you, gave me some pause here because i I'm also assuming the SEC is going to try their very best to not have teams play back-to-back road games if they can, especially back-to-back road games that involve long trips, but that's not always possible. I mean, go back to 2014, we played at Missouri, then at Arkansas back-to-back weeks. Those two trips are about as far as you can get from Athens and the SEC, so it would not be unprecedented for the league to require us to play at Kentucky and at Texas A&M in back-to-back weeks. And again, filling out all 16 of these schedules, filling out a schedule, filling out our schedule, everyone else's schedule, this is just where that game made the most sense. So I have George going to AM on November 9th, 2024. And then our last conference game of the year, this is the last one I had to predict because the last two games are non-con games that we already, already have scheduled. The last conference game I have us playing on November 16th is against the Tennessee Volunteers here at home, inside Sanford Stadium, between the hedges. But this is another one that I'm not super confident in. I had to put a lot of thought into this one. But I settled on Tennessee for a couple of reasons. Number one, it is a border rivalry. And I think it's a good SEC rivalry. It's not as long-standing an SEC rivalry. But it, it's, a, it's one that certainly kind of increased in intensity over the past couple of years. These are two very strong, very proud traditional programs. And I think it makes a lot of sense to have us play. I hope we play this game. I really do. I really enjoy playing Tennessee because I really do not like them very much. And I like beating them and we usually beat them. So I want us to play this game. I, I'm, I'm not trying to run from Tennessee at all. I absolutely want us to play this game. And I do think it makes a lot of sense on a lot of different fronts for us to play the game. My only big question here with playing Tennessee is where they fall in the 10-year win total metric. Tennessee fans don't want to hear this, but they're only 12th. They're 12th out of 16 teams in the 10-year win total metric. And if you look at our schedule, again, competitive balance, I already have us playing the 14th team in the win total metric, that's South Carolina, and I have us playing the 13th team in Kentucky. Now I have us playing on the road in both those games but I already have us playing two teams in the bottom third of that win total metric so to add a third team in the bottom third that's kind of iffy for me I don't know if the SEC will do that based off competitive balance if indeed they are going to use that 10 year win metric that I know they have and I know that they have used in the past but here's my argument for that game okay if you're looking at the win total metric I know that Tennessee doesn't rank very high But I think on some level, you have to consider the now, right? Like, I know for 10, 15 years, Tennessee was way down. Like We know that, right? That's indisputable. But their program is in a very different place right now. Right now, Tennessee is playing far above the level of the 12th best team in the conference. They're playing far above that level. Common sense tells you that. Anyone who knows anything about football would agree with that. They are trending way up right now. So I think saying that they're the 12th best team in the conference based on that win total metric does an injustice to where Tennessee is right now. And that kind of skews things a little bit, though. It makes it hard on the SEC because you're like, well, I mean, can't you say that about a couple different teams? I and mean, if you look at some of these win total metrics, Mississippi State, guys, is sitting there at number eight in the win total metrics. Do you really view Mississippi State right now as the eighth best team in the SEC? Like, Do you really? Kentucky's another one. This one's kind of crazy to me. Kentucky's sitting there at number 13. I mean, you guys watch football. Do we really think that Kentucky's only the 13th best team out of 16 teams in the new SEC? Do we really think that? Mark Stoops' team? This is a different team. I know traditionally Kentucky was not very good, but over the past five, six years, Mark Stoops has turned this team into not just a respectable team, but a, a, a darn good football program. So I don't know how you weigh that. That, that. that becomes very difficult. I think it should definitely factor in. It really should. It really should. But it's also really tough to quantify that. Like, How exactly do you quantify, well, okay, this team's been good for two years now. They, they're trending up. They've been really good, really hot for a year or two. But at, at what point is trending up and being really good for a year or two, at what point is that enough to compensate for like the 10-year the overall picture? I don't know. I don't know the answer to that question. And that's something the SEC is going to have to wrestle with. It's, so, it's certainly something I wrestled with trying to put these schedules together. And I don't think I have the answer, Uh, I just think that Tennessee is better than the 12th team in the conference. And I know you might look at that and say, okay, well, like statistically, like, yeah, this, I don't know if this should be a team that Georgia plays, but also use your brain, use your common sense, use what you see, like use what you know about football and say, oh yeah, Tennessee is better than that. It's okay if we put them on Georgia's schedule. So I might be going out on a little bit of a limb with that one. But I do think that we're going to play Tennessee. We're playing at Tennessee this year. So that means we would host them next year. And I have this game being played so late in the year because, again, when we flipped the Auburn and Tennessee series, we took the Tennessee series from early October – and put that in mid to late November. It's been that way for a couple of years now, and I'm just assuming the SEC, when they're trying to put these schedules together, is going to try to honor that as as much as they possibly can. I don't know to what degree that's going to factor in, but I think it will factor into at least some degree. And then wrapping things up here, guys, two non-conference games on November 23rd. We are hosting UMass, and then on November 30th, we will be hosting the Georgia Tech Yellow Jackets to wrap up the 2024 football schedule. So there you have it, guys. There you have it. I I did my very best, man. I really did, guys. I put a lot of time, a lot of effort, a lot of energy into this. So I apologize if it ends up being like completely wrong, but I want to give my best shot. I want to try to be as accurate as I possibly could. And I uh, hope it's at least kind of somewhat, maybe a little bit accurate. I'll tell you what, I'm gonna be really pissed if it's like completely wrong and I got nothing right. I'm gonna be really pissed that I put all that time into it. But hey, I guess it was fun. It was fun. I had a good time doing it. It was a lot of work, but it was fun. But let's wrap things up here, guys. Let me kind of just recap this a little bit here. So here are the games that I'm most confident that we're going to be playing. I'm most confident that we will play Florida on October 26th because, as I said, we have a contract to do so. I'm also extraordinarily confident. In fact, I know for a fact that we are only going to play three SEC home games because that game against Florida and Jacksonville will count as one of our designated home games. I'm also extremely confident that we'll be playing Auburn at home. I'm very confident that we'll be playing on the road in College Station against Texas A&M for the first time since the Aggies joined the conference. I'm also really confident that we'll be playing LSU at home. I'm not as confident we'll be playing them at home as I am that we'll be playing at A&M, but I'm still really confident that we'll be playing LSU between the hedges. And I'm also really confident that we'll be playing at Oklahoma at some point in the season. But like with a lot of these games... The hardest part of this whole exercise was predicting when the games was going to be played. It wasn't too difficult for me to predict the teams that we were going to play. It was just a lot harder to figure out where to place those games on the schedule. I'm also fairly confident that at least one of our bye weeks will be that week before Florida because it's been that way for about a decade or so now. So I feel pretty good about that. Uh, the games, I, I would say I'm, I'm solidly confident in my predictions, would be at South Carolina and at Kentucky. I certainly wouldn't say I'm as confident in those predictions as I am like Florida, Auburn, A&M, LSU, Oklahoma. I'm not that level confident, but I, I have a, a fair amount of confidence that we be playing at Carolina and at Kentucky. And then the game that would be on like the third tier of confidence all on its own would be Tennessee. That's the one i not super confident in. I hope that I actually end up being right about that. I just, I don't know. That was the one I took more of a kind of a stab at than any of the other ones. Now, before I get out of here, I do want to address the elephant in the room. There is one team that was very conspicuously not on my predicted schedule, and that, of course, is the Alabama Crimson Tide. As I said at the beginning of the show, I've seen a few of these predictions out there, Again, not like week by week, but I've seen a few people, a few outlets out there throw out their predictions as to who each team is going to play, like, what teams are going to be on your schedule, not so much when, but who is going to be on your schedule. I've seen some of those out there and almost every single one of that I have seen has had Georgia playing Alabama. And I am not going to sit here and say that's crazy and it's out of the question because I don't think that's the case. I do think there's a very real possibility that Alabama could end up on our 2024 schedule. I strongly consider that, guys, because, again, it just makes so much sense, right? Like the number one team, number two team, the 10-year win metrics, the the two titans of the SEC right now, the winners of each of the three last national championships, it just makes a lot of sense for those two teams to play, especially when the SEC is getting all this criticism about being scared to go to nine conference games. It just makes a lot of sense. But here's why I don't have Alabama on my predicted schedule. I just don't think that the SEC is going to give us LSU and Alabama in the same year. In addition to also having a game at Oklahoma and a game at Texas A and M also on the schedule. I know, like you know, Georgia's really good, and, and Georgia should play really good teams based on that. But but if we play Oklahoma, LSU, and Alabama in the same year, that means that we play the three other teams. In the top four of the 10 year win total metric. And you throw AM in there, AM's number six in that win total metric. That means that we would play four of the other five teams in the top six of the win total metric. I know Greg Sankey has said that the SEC is going to try to reduce the competitive disparity, and we are on top of the world right now. We are on top of not just the SEC, but the college football world right now. So, if that's the case, you would think, well, reducing the competitive disparity would probably involve Georgia playing more tough games than other teams. And I, I get that. I'm okay with us playing more tough teams, more tough games than other teams do. Like, like we should have a more difficult schedule than Vanderbilt, for instance, right? Like I'm I'm cool with that. I get that. But playing Oklahoma, LSU, Alabama, and AM in the same year. That's just overkill. That's over the top. I don't think the SEC is going to go that far with it. I could be very wrong. I could be. Maybe we maybe we play Alabama instead of Tennessee. Maybe we play Alabama instead of Kentucky. I don't know. It's possible. I'm not going to sit here and throw cold water on it and say it cannot happen. I strongly considered it. I'm like 55, 45 that we don't play them. I think it's really, really close. But if I'm right and the SEC does not have us play both Alabama and LSU in 2024, it's one or the other. I think LSU is the far more likely team for us to play because, again, we have not played them in Sanford Stadium between the hedges since 2013. It predates this 12-year SEC non-divisional rotation. Again, Aaron Murray was the quarterback the last time LSU played in Sanford Stadium. It was the Aaron Murray-Zat Mettenberger showdown, right? Remember that, guys? It was an awesome game. That's the last time LSU played in Athens. That's crazy. So if it comes down to Bama or LSU, I think it's LSU. And look, I know Alabama is Alabama. and You know, Georgia's Georgia. So you want to have the best team play, the second best team, the 10-year win total metric. I get all of that. The two titans of the conference that just played each other for a national championship two years ago. I understand how appealing that would be. But it's also not as though LSU is that far off Alabama. I mean, Alabama is certainly above LSU. But LSU won a national title back in 2019 also, right? LSU just won the West last year. They just played Georgia in the SEC championship game. LSU might very well win the West again this year. So, well, uh, yeah, there is like a difference between Alabama and LSU over the last 10 years. How big is that difference right now? And even if you're looking at the 10-year metric, the gap between LSU and Alabama isn't that big, man. It's really not, at least relatively speaking. But all right, guys, that's all I got for today, man. I, I thought about throwing some other stuff on here, a couple mailback questions, but... I spent a lot of time on this schedule, this prediction, and I wanted to go deep on it for you guys and really, really explain in detail my thought process with all these games in terms of who we're playing and when we're playing them. So I hope you guys enjoyed it. We'll see if I'm right. We'll have some fun with this either way, guys. If I'm right, awesome. If I'm wrong, let me have it. Roast me. It's all good. But we will find out. We will find out just how right or how wrong I am with these predictions one week from today and when the official schedule comes out next week we'll jump right back on here and give you guys some instant reactions and thoughts on who we're playing and where we're playing and when we're playing them. we'll do all that next week but i'm out of here tonight guys have an awesome weekend enjoy yourselves do some fun enjoy the amazing weather and don't forget guys if you're in the market for some georgia gear there's no better place to pick all that stuff up than alumni hall you can stop in-store inside the Esprit shopping center Or online, that's more convenient for you at alumnihall.com. They got you covered the best selection of George gear anywhere on planet Earth because Alumni Hall is where the Bulldogs shop. But all right, guys, I'm Tyler, and as always, go dogs.